Welcome to the Rebel and Connect radio podcast, where we connect you with the ideas, people, products, and services that you need to create a truly meaningful company culture on your remote team. Rebel and Connect, celebrating human connections in a digital world. All right. Welcome, Rebels. It's uh, Summer Weirich here with Rebelling Connect, and we are doing our podcast interview with two members of the Retrium team, David Horowitz and Erica Brooks, and their team is an eight-person, uh, completely remote team, and we are just going to get started talking about their wonderful experience with retreats, but before we get started, if the two of you want to introduce yourselves a little bit more and let the listeners know about you, that'd be great. Sure. Thanks so much for having us. Really appreciate it. Uh, so I'm David Horowitz. I'm one of the founders here at Retrium. Uh, we are about two years old at this point, and uh, my co-founder and I created the company in a distributed way, largely because we feel that we can hire the best people wherever they are, uh, and we don't have to uproot their lives to do so. So that's uh, something that's always been really important. And uh, in retrospect, I don't regret it for a minute because we've hired some fantastic people, uh, one of whom is the amazing <laughs> well, um, my name is Erica Brooks. I joined Retrium in March of this past year as the VP of Marketing. Um, so I've been here for about two months or so, and we uh, were lucky enough to have a retreat right after I joined. And that was quite helpful. And I really look forward to sharing my experiences. So thank you for having me here today, Summer. Oh, certainly. We're certainly glad to have you here. And basically, we want to look into why you're using retreats. Why does Retrium think it's important to use retreats? Yeah, I think I can start there. So as you mentioned, we're a fully distributed, fully remote company. And uh, there's a lot of advantages there. I've named one of them, hiring the best people. There's some other advantages too. Uh, But there are disadvantages to it as well and things that can be a bit more challenging from time to time. So one of them that comes top of mind is that interactions between people tend not to be as random or arbitrary as they would be if you're in person. Uh, In order to communicate with people on a distributed team, you have to intentionally spawn up a video chat or an audio conference of some sort. And as a result of that, there's usually a purpose behind that interaction. And almost always it has to do with work. And so that's great when you're trying to get things done. But of course, from time to time, it's nice to actually get to know the people you're working with on a deeper level on a more personal basis. And that can be a bit of a challenge. Um, At Retrium, we do try some innovative things to make that a bit easier. Uh, I'll just name one of them. our, one of our, our salespeople came up with this idea. He said he was kind of lacking the, the random lunches and coffees that you do with people if you're in person. So he said, well, why not just do virtual lunches? So what we'll do from time to time is one of us will go ping someone else on Slack and say, uh, you know, hey, I'm going to go grab a sandwich. Does someone else want to do the same and then meet me up at this video link, video chat link, and we can just hang out over lunch. So we do try to overcome some of the, the challenges that pop up with distributed teams. Um, but in the end, there's just nothing like being face-to-face with people. And so we try to do retreats at least twice a year so that we can just hang out, get to know each other. Um, I don't know if that's been your experience, Erica. Yeah, so um, it was interesting. You know, I, of course, didn't know anyone on the team when I joined. Um, I walked in cold to a team of six other people that had been working together for a while, four of which had had a retreat together already. And um, even though some of the folks are close by to me physically, we're still working remotely you know, just because we're not in the same spot. So having the retreat right off the bat really, really helped kind of have those 
you know, water cooler type conversations happen. And the retreat that David and Nikki, our COO, coordinated was a really good balance of strategic and business conversations with those fun activities that we could do to get to know each other on a personal level and know more about what makes the other people we're working with tick. You know, what are your personal interests? What are you passionate about outside of the office away from your computer? What do you do in your free time? And, you know, for... Well, to David's point, the idea of face-to-face time being invaluable, it is those personal relationships that we were all kind of craving. And that came out in a lot of the discussions we had on the retreat was more of these virtual lunches, more of these conversations where we know, you know, each other's kids' names and what are you doing this weekend? Because when we have these dedicated meetings that we set up, when that discussion is kind of over, we don't always, you know, hang out and ask a couple of personal questions at the end of it. That's just the way that meetings are, happen, the way they're structured. So having the retreat really helped supercharge a lot of that, you know, team bonding that we may be lacking if we hadn't had that. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. Uh, that's really awesome. And then you talking about everybody on your team being in a different place, but some being close together. Would you share where everyone's located? Yeah, so we have people who are spread throughout the United States. So we have the West Coasters out in California. Uh, We have some people in the middle of the country. We have someone in Ohio, someone in Tennessee. Um, I'm just north of Washington, D.C. in in Maryland. We have someone else who's in the city in D.C. itself. And then by chance, completely by chance, we seem (laughs) to have this nexus of people in North Carolina. was not designed that way, but we keep picking up these amazing people in North Carolina. So uh, we have, was it three people now in North Carolina, there's, Erica? There's three of us in North Carolina. I'm one of the amazing North Carolinians. Yeah, so um, <laughs> there's there's two in Raleigh proper, and then I live about an hour or so north of Raleigh in a small town. So, you know, we could get together more regularly and meet if we need to. And that actually is where I am today. I'm meeting with a small group of the team. There's four of us that are together um, just to get through a couple projects that are really big. Awesome, awesome. Um, so then also I was just wondering, I know you mentioned that some of the people on the team do have families and I know the two of you do. So is that something that you incorporate into your retreats? Do you take families on retreats or just the members of your team? So, so far, it's only been the people who are actually working for Retrium who've attended, but it's always been open to families. So there's no restriction there in terms of either attending or participation in the fun events either. Um, but interestingly enough, what we found is people just want to get away for a little bit sometimes. So, <laughs> um, But there's, from a company perspective, actually, I would love to have families there because, again, part of the purpose of a retreat is, in fact, the majority of the purpose of a retreat to me, it's not to get work done. It's to get to know people. And a big part of everyone's lives are their family. So it would be nice to get to meet the spouses and the kids that we all are so close to in our own time. Definitely. But to the point of the family balance, um, you know, David and Nikki were coordinating this retreat before I even joined. And um, I had accepted the position as VP marketing, but I hadn't had my first day yet. And, you know, they're asking, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? And I have a um, now 11-month-old daughter that, you know, she needs me a little bit more than my older children do. And everyone was so understanding of that and really wanted to make sure that that was being accommodating and planning the retreat. And, you know, that was extremely refreshing to me, but also to my family that they were going to be a part of the new company that I was stepping into. And it wasn't going to be something that 
just sort of set on this island away. And it was a complete divorce of work and life because to me, they go hand in hand. And to build off that story too, uh, just to talk a little bit about how we planned the retreat a bit. I don't know if I jumped the gun here, Summer, but- And you're uh, just answering the question that I was about to ask, so I'll keep going. <laughs> excellent, wonderful, on the same wavelength then. Yeah. Um, so initially, you know, I, I fully believe that the better, the more people participate in decision planning, the better off the decision will be. Uh, and so what we did was we created a, a type form, just an online survey that we sent out to everybody on the team to ask three questions. Uh, number one is, where should we go? And there were preset, I don't know, seven or eight options there. Um, interestingly enough, none of the options that we had presented were the one we ended up choosing. So I'll get to that <laughs> in a minute. Um, second question was, how many days should we spend together? One, two, three, four, five, how many days? Um, and people can you know, use their own personal uh, you know, situation to help inform their answer there. So if you have a lot of family and you want to get back, it might be shorter. If not, then it can be longer, but it gives people a voice. Um, and then the last one was just which weeks are you free? When, when would you like to do the retreat? And so, you know, we had some crazy places, you know, we could have gone to Montreal or to, uh, you know, Portland and Maine or Las Vegas or all over the place. There's lots of different options, uh, none of which was Raleigh, North Carolina. <laughs> uh, but, you know, because of the fact that we have so many people in North Carolina and because we want to be supportive of families and there seemed to be an interest in staying local for some of the people on the team that we just decided, hey, you know what? we're going to end up doing it as, as in a spot that's as convenient as possible to as many people as possible. Um, and interestingly, as soon as that idea came out, everyone said, you know, location doesn't really matter. It's the people that matter. And I think in retrospect, after going through the retreat, I certainly felt that way. I mean, it was a fantastic experience. Not to trash Raleigh. Raleigh was a great spot. <laughs> Maybe not quite as cool as, you know, going to... <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I know sometimes when you're going through the planning process, you think you might have a certain idea and that's, you know, part of what we do when we discuss with clients and lead them through the discovery program is, you know, is what you want really what you want and is it what your team wants? So that's sounds like something that you all experienced as you were planning. Mm -hmm. um, another thing is, you know, um, when you chose the weeks that you were going, did you have that first time, did you have weeks that everybody was free the first go round? It was tricky, if I remember correctly, actually finding a good week. Um, <laughs> various conferences, various vacation ideas. Uh, there's also a sense that the portion of the retreat dedicated to business, we had to make some, some important decisions for the company at the retreat and delaying that decision would have cost to the business. So there's some uh, you know, internal pressure to do it as quickly as possible. But at the same time, you don't want to do it so quickly that you can't plan it effectively. And that also you don't want to make it a week that doesn't work for people. So there's, there's some tricky balance there. Um, Erica, do you remember what it was like from your perspective in terms of picking a week? Um, well, I remember that it was literally this, I had worked like a week and a half and then it was retreat time because I had had a family vacation scheduled for the end of March and I started the, the middle of March. So literally I worked like a week and a half and then I was out on vacation and I came back from that and then it was retreat. So I had a lot of really <laughs> fun activities planned for me right <laughs> off the bat. But um, yeah, you know, it was it was a little bit of a juggle and, you know, figuring out where we're going to do it and when we're going to do it. It was clear everyone wanted to get together sooner than later, you know, again, for the, the exact reasons that David mentioned, but also because, you know, we wanted to be together. And um, I, do, I don't remember correctly, but I think someone did have to change some plans to make it work. 
mm-hmm. so that we could all be together because it is a priority for us to to meet and to have that time. So, but as far as scheduling goes, I think we're always going to have those little issues. Um, <laughs> but there are little landmines we have to avoid when we're booking them out. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, and then as far as with your team going on retreat, how do you structure, is it paid time or do people pay to come or how do you structure that sort of it? Yeah, it's the, the company pays for everything from travel to hotel to activities to food, everything. Um, you know, to me, having a retreat is not a cost center for the business. It's actually something that makes us work better together as a team and enhances productivity over time. So it's important that it's not only something that the company pays for, but also we um, are showing that it's valued so much by the company that we're willing to do so. Uh, and again, I think in retrospect, that very much came true. And we all feel a lot closer to each other than we did before the retreat. So it's something that the company happily pays for. Definitely. So you'd say it's pretty much an investment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. And then I know I heard about some really awesome things when we spoke before about what you did on retreats. So um, Erica, do you want to start? Sure. Um, well, I'll just dive right in with what my favorite piece of the team building exercises we did was. And that was... I think I know what's coming, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> do you? Should we say so. it at the same time? No, no, no. Three. <laughs> <laughs> we did a zombie escape room. And it was on our first day of the retreat. So we had a half of day of strategic planning and then we did the zombie escape room. And this isn't like you go into a room and there's like a couple of like puzzles you have to solve. There was a, an actress in the room with us that was in character the whole time <laughs> trying to eat us. And she did successfully eat David. So he had to go into quarantine and we're trying to figure out all these puzzles. And, you know, there's clues hidden around the room and, there's a mad scientist in the room with us is kind of taking notes on how we're interacting as a team and also giving us a little bit of guidance if we needed it and making sure that we, you know, stayed on, on point as we were trying to beat the zombie. And we did ultimately end up being the zombie, but I had wanted to do one of these room escapes for a long time. And it exceeded my expectations, not only because of the experience that the company made for us to go into, but also of how the team worked together. The fact that for me, I was in a room with, you know, not really strangers, but relative strangers. You know, this is really the first time I've met many of them face to face. And um, it's different when you're face to face than when you're on video chat. And how you work together and express yourself is a little bit different. You pick up on some of the other, you know, nonverbal cues a little bit easier. And um, going through that was really an immediate um, eye opener to how we were going to work together. And the fact that we were able to solve all the clues and get out with like ten minutes left was Despite having a zombie in the room, <laughs> <laughs> literally screaming and running around. This wasn't, as I said, there wasn't like this walking dead zombie. This was a sprinting zombie that would come running at you with her chains. Um, but we beat it and we got out and I thought that was a lot of fun. Um, it sounds really scary to me. It sounds like a blast, <laughs> but it sounds really scary. I, I screamed when she ran out that first time I, I let out a scream, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there were definitely some uh, some nerves going in. Um, there are definitely some nerves during, and there are definitely some residual nerves after. But I think <laughs> overall, uh, if we can work as a team with an active 
real life zombie in the room, then we better be able to work as a team after the fact when pressures are slightly less. Uh, so it was, it was really fun. And it was, it's also interesting. Uh, this was kind of unanticipated, unplanned, but it worked out very nicely that the, so the mad scientist that Erica referred to was taking notes about what we were doing, how we were acting, how we were interacting or not interacting in the room, how we were talking with each other, um, who was leading, was there a leader, all sorts of things about how teams work together. And then there was a little bit of a debrief after the escape room was over, where he gave us some tips about what he thought we did well as a team and what we could improve on working together as a team. And we didn't expect that to happen. We didn't know that would happen, but actually it was really useful um, hearing some of the things that he said about how we interacted and how we, we talked with each other. So it was kind of a fun activity. And that was definitely the one I was gonna say would be my favorite. <laughs> it was really fun. That's uh, a really nice bonus to learn more about your team and yourself. Uh, you know, yourself as part of a team and your team as a whole. It's really exciting. It, it was so, it was so successful. Actually, this is the second retreat the company's had and the second escape room that the company's had on a retreat as well. <laughs> and there's now an informal rule, an unwritten rule in the company that wherever we pick for our next retreat, they must have at least one escape room option in that city. <laughs> awesome. I, I haven't done one of those yet, but I'm thinking about taking my sister for her bachelorette. So <laughs> should be a fun time. Highly, highly recommended. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. Um, and then David, since you were part of the planning with Nikki, um, how did you choose what you were going to do on the retreat? Yeah, we wanted to split the time roughly 50-50 between fun and business. And uh, we were initially thinking, well, you know, let's spend the first day just having fun getting to know each other and so on. Um, but we ended up being fortunate enough to be able to invite an external expert in our space to speak with us um, for a couple hours on that, that first day. And so kind of split up a bit of the each day being a bit of fun activity and fun business and, and, and so on. Um, so in terms of how we decided what we wanted to focus on, there were some pressing business questions that we needed answers to. And it really we really needed to devote a good part of half a day plus to get to some semblance of a solution for these questions. And you know, doing that on video is really taxing because you just can't interact quite as well for that long amount of time um, on video. So being able to have the opportunity to do that in person really helped a lot. But that's also taxing in person because it's mentally draining. And so we thought after that was done, it would be nice to be able to, you know, go out, grab lunch, uh, you know, go, go explore, play some arcades, you know, things that are just kind of let loose. Um, so we've just mixed and matched everything together. Um, but with the ultimate goal of, okay, let's solve some of these pressing issues that we have as a company by the end of the retreat as well. Awesome. And then how about as far as choosing uh, dining options? What did you do for food on the trip for the team? Erica? We ate a lot. It was awesome. <laughs> um, we had, uh, you know, Nikki, she did a really great job of identifying restaurants in the area that were not only delicious, but that all of us would be able to enjoy. Um, I have, I have a food um, sensitivity that I have to be very aware of. And, you know, there's some other preferences on the team that we had to make sure we're being accommodated. So it was really great that we were able to find places that were delicious and, um, I think one of the restaurants we went to was actually a James Beard. The chef was a James Beard award winner recently. So, you know, we were not lacking for good food options and <laughs> there were plenty of opportunities for everyone to kind of sit back and have a drink or have another snack or whatever else we kind of wanted to do. I, um, 
I snack a lot and eat during the day. I just get one of those kind of grazers and <laughs> I was, I was never looking for anything. I was <laughs> constantly satisfied. And we're lucky because Nikki lives in Raleigh itself. So she knew some of the, you know, the restaurants, the places to go. And yeah, we were all, I was amazed at how incredible the food was. So uh, we were very happy with it. It was really, really good. Yeah, it's certainly helpful when you have somebody that's got the insider perspective, that's for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and then we we spoke a little bit earlier about, you know, your retreats are a big investment in your company. But if you could expand on, you know, what, what results you do get from the retreats, that'd be great. Yeah. So, okay, there's the intangible and then there's the tangible. Um, in terms of the intangible benefits, we talked a little bit about the primary one to me already, which is just the interpersonal relationships, the ability to get to know people in a more, um, you know, personal way, uh, as opposed to the more business oriented way, which tends to happen in a virtual team. Um, and, but I think there's another benefit as well, uh, when you get together for one of these retreats, um, which is that rather than, you know, working just nine to five and then going home and, you know, spending time with family, which of course is obviously really important, but being able to just spend two whole days together, which is the length of time of our retreat, um, it kind of made, took the pressure off every minute of the day when we were down there and allowed us to, even while we were talking about the business-related uh, aspects of the retreat, it kind of took the pressure off knowing we have this set of time. Uh, it's useful to know that going in and no one has to sign off and go home and, and so on. So that was good. Um, then from the, you know, the business-oriented uh, portion of the retreat, Obviously, there's a lot of tangible benefits there. So there, again, there are some decisions we had to make, and we were successfully able to make significant progress on those decisions because we were in person. Uh, and I think some of the conclusions we came to, we probably wouldn't have come to if we were distributed or virtual. It's just that that face-to-face interaction with the whiteboard and the sticky notes and everything is really helpful. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the, the two areas, the tangible and intangible, that I think we really benefited from. Awesome. Awesome. And then, so what is the biggest challenge in hosting and planning the retreats, especially since you planned it and you were also a member of the team on retreat? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, okay. Finding a week, first of all. Um, (laughs) Secondly, you know, once you have a week, we only had two days together, excuse me. We only had two days together. And there is some sense at the end, I think that if it was a day longer, it would have been nice. Um, but then again, finding three days instead of two would have been harder. <laughs> so planning from the perspective of just finding overlapping schedules, um, in particular, you know, we have someone out in California, takes a lot more time to travel to the East Coast from there. And so building in the extra days on either end of the retreat for that individual, um, that's pretty tricky. Um, I think another part is balancing the cost of doing all of this with the location and the food and, uh, you know, the need to have a good time and not be too constrained on that front in terms of activities and figuring out how much do we want to invest in it. Uh, you know, I, there's no question in my mind that it's a important critical investment for a distributed company to get together at least twice a year. Uh, you really need that. But then, okay, you could go to, and one of my co-founder always says, we should go to Thailand. <laughs> um, you could do that, sure. Uh, but more time, more money, right? And so how much are we willing to invest in terms of the expense side and what's reasonable there is another part of the planning uh, that can be a little bit tricky. Um, Other than that, frankly, it was, it kind of just worked from the perspective of we had good balance between fun activities like the zombie room and Jenga and arcades and going out to get drinks and food and all of that, um, along with the business oriented portions of the retreat. Mm 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, that pretty much covers everything that I wanted to go over, but if either one of you has anything that you'd like to share, I always would love to hear more about your perspectives. I have, I have one little nugget I would like to share. So um, when I joined, I was introduced to um, someone that was not a member of the team, but that was a good advisor and who had just recently made the decision to invest in Retrium. And he was going to be joining us on the retreat. And I was extremely excited about that because my opportunity that I had when I talked to him, the insight he shared from his last company was very, very valuable. So he was coming on the retreat, having his insight was going to be great and getting to know him and building that relationship on an advisor level was really invaluable. And then on the retreat, it became clear that he should probably be a part of the team. (laughs) And so I don't know, Dave, if you want to talk about how that happened, but he is now part of the team. And so Chris is now, you know, with Retrium and he's with our team and contributing on a more formal basis. And it's been a very fluid thing from my perspective because he's just always kind of been here for us. And there hasn't been a day since I started in March that I didn't have him as a resource for it. And I think the retreat was a way for us to see how we would interact with him and how it would guide the team. And then of course, from that became this, this great relationship that's been formalized. It was a funny story that <laughs> happened there too, uh, which has turned into kind of an inside joke in the company um, where we were at some oh. chocolate store. <laughs> yeah, and uh, kind of snacking on some, some local chocolates. And I wasn't going to tell this story. <laughs> oh, this, this, this needs, we're going here. This needs to be told. Um, and, and of course, it's Raleigh, so it's relatively warm out and everything. And so, uh, he, you know, he buys some chocolate and uh, keep in mind he's not on the team yet. And uh, so we leave and, um, you know, go back and do the rest of the retreat for the day. And eventually that night, go out at night and again, go to this arcade place and start playing games and having a good time and everything. And all of a sudden we're outside playing Jenga, a game of Jenga. And he reaches into his pants and, and <laughs> pulls out this piece of chocolate and it had melted oh, no. everywhere inside <laughs> his pants. Um, <laughs> and so you know, obviously we start making fun of him for this in a playful way. It was was really, really funny. Uh, And the joke has stuck. And what was interesting about this is that, you know, even before he joined the team, we already had an inside joke that was a playful inside joke that made fun of him a bit um, ahead of time, which, you know, loosens things up. We had fun. It was, and he, he doesn't mind. It's great. He's a good guy. So, um, you know, again, if we were not in person for the retreat, I'm not quite sure that could have ever happened. And, and, And yet it matters. And now on Slack, maybe virtual chocolate doesn't melt. I don't know. (laughs) If not, we need to come up with a new product, right? (laughs) But now on Slack, you regularly see like a little chocolate and pants emoji every once in a while. (laughs) Keep keep it lighthearted and fun. And, you know, I just just remembered something else that you had told me, Erica, uh, when you were on the retreat, y'all did the strength finder exercises. We did. Could share a little bit about that too. Yeah, it was actually a really good compliment to what we learned from the mad scientist in the zombie um, room <laughs> escape. Because, you know, we, we kind of saw firsthand how we worked together uh, in a small group, but also taking the more formal screen finder assessment was was interesting. And, you know, it's, it's Nikki's strong suit is helping us kind of understand our strengths as a leader and what we bring to the table as a team. So we all independently took these strength finders and then together came to see 
you know, what person on the team fulfills what role. And there are, of course, some pretty heavy centers of gravity with strategic thinking and some of the other components that go into it um, because we are, you know, the early leaders of a startup. Um, we have some of the similar, you know, tendencies. You know, we'd like to be very forward-thinking, we're aspirational, and we have the ability to kind of hopefully balance the strategic thinking with action. Um, so, you know, it was enlightening on a personal level as well. Like I've shared some of the feedback that Nikki gave to me with some of my former colleagues and like, well, how does that make you feel? And I was like, well, she's right on. She's like, yeah, she is. You know, she got it. She got it. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's, it's, it was really a great exercise to do both informally in the zombie room and then complement it with heavy research that's gone into personalities and strengths as they are exhibited in the kind of executive world um, with, with the street finder assessment. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for sharing everything. And I, I know you're looking forward to your next retreat in October with the team and who knows how many people you'll have by then. Yeah. Awesome. yeah it's exciting. Thanks for having us. Of course. Of course. So have a great rest of your day and uh, I'm sure we'll be in touch soon and rebels have a good one. Are you considering a retreat for your remote team and want to know if Rebel and Connect is the right retreat planning team for you? Come to Remote Work Summit 2018 in San Marcos, Laguna, Guatemala, May 31st to June 4th to experience a Rebel and Connect event firsthand. Visit bit.ly slash remoteworksummit to learn more and apply for an exclusive invitation. We look forward to seeing you there. We hope you enjoyed the show. Subscribe to the podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. This podcast is a Rebel and Connect production. Have you joined our free Facebook community, the Remote Leadership Think Tank? You can find it by searching on Facebook for Remote Leadership Think Tank or by going to bit.ly slash remote work connect, all lowercase. The Remote Leadership Think Tank is a community forum connecting like-minded remote leaders and team members from around the globe. See you in there. Rebel in Connect is a Colorado-based company owned and operated by Charlie Birch, Rachel McGee, and Summer Wyrick. We operate remotely and service clients from all over the globe. For more about our mission, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Connect with us on Facebook and LinkedIn. You can also email us directly at info at rebelandconnect.co or call 970-325-6833.